Hello and welcome back to the She Leaders podcast. My name is Nicole and I am so honored that you've joined me again today. So this month we're going through a two-week series called Mary or Martha. And I like to call it the Mary or Martha conundrum because in our society, we have to choose which one we want to be. It feels like that, right? Mary or Martha. And this the story kind of makes us choose to. If you missed last week's, you have to go back and listen to it to get a foundation for this week. So you can pause it here, go back, listen to week one, and then come on back. But let's start by reading the story again so we get that great foundation. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. So let's break this story down. And let's start with Martha. Here's what we know. So she welcomes Jesus into her home. And she was making a large dinner for Jesus and his disciples which was customary to honor your guest with a meal. This was a must. This is, if you didn't do it, you bring dishonor to your family. A little Mulan right there. (laughs) If you did not honor someone with a meal, a guest in your home, then you were bringing dishonor. Martha was serving in her role that was traditional and expected for her gender. This was just an expectation, the lowest of expectations. You have to do this at the least very least you're doing this. She had an expectation, number four, she had an expectation that Mary respect their traditions and follow the roles expected of her and all of her gender. So she had this expectation, this idea, and I'm assuming their sisters, that they did it more often than not together, that if there was a large group, they would come together and do it together. So it kind of makes sense why Martha was so upset. So five, she complained to Jesus when Mary didn't do as Martha thought she should. And to be fair, would have been expected. That would have been expected of any female at this time. So it's not like Martha was way out of bounds in asking Mary to help. She was just doing exactly as they had always done and everybody around them. So right about now, you're deciding if Martha is right are wrong based on your idea of what a woman's place is. So some of you are saying, yeah, I agree with Martha. Mary should have helped. Absolutely. That was not too much to ask. She could have sat and learned later. It makes complete sense to me. But let's take a look at Mary's side of the story. So there's just three things. She sat at Jesus' feet listening to his teaching. Two, Mary sat in a place usually reserved for men. So she's already way out of the norms by number two. Number one, she's sitting, listening, and she's not cooking. She's not in the kitchen. She's not helping. She's shirking her responsibilities. And then two, she's sitting in a spot usually reserved for men. Another big, big no-no. Three, the obvious. She was unrestrained by tradition. She did not care. Now, from the rest of you, I can hear the cheers now all the way over here. Way to go, Mary. (laughs) The story has a way of making the reader 
choose a side. And most of the time, I have found, we will choose the side we most identify with and are most comfortable with. So if you're a hostess with the mostess, Martha all the way. If you're one of those who steps outside of tradition, then you're like, go Mary. I am team Mary through and through. Now, personally, I don't like to cook. I do cook just about every meal, but I don't enjoy it. My mom loves to cook and she is so good at it. She is one of those like whip something amazing up from nothing kind of cooks. <laughs> the kind where you think, how on earth did you just do that? She always makes homemade food too. Mm, it's just so amazing. If you look in her freezer, you'll only find frozen meats like chicken, fish, turkey, those kind of things. I didn't grow up with fast food or microwave food. I grew up with 100% homemade fresh food. Now, if you listen to the last podcast, you can now see why I had my Mary Martha conundrum, right? Now you see where it comes from. I grew up watching my mom be the hostess with the mostest, and she did it all effortlessly. I mean, perfectly. She just, she just did it so smoothly, and it came so naturally to her. She did it so perfectly that I felt like I had to do it the exact same way. And if I didn't, that I was somehow less than, just just a bit less than, like I didn't measure up. Now my mom never made me feel this way, ever, ever, ever. In fact, she was one of my, she is my biggest fan, <laughs> one of my biggest fans and supporters. Beside my husband James, then it's my mom. But for some unknown reason, I had to be her. I had to be just like her to feel like I was good enough which wouldn't be a bad thing if I did accomplish this feat, which is so far above me, there's just no way. (laughs) But it wouldn't have been a bad thing. But for me, because of comparison, it did become a bad thing. Mary didn't have this problem. She boldly sat in her seat at the feet of Jesus. She had no guilt at all over shirking her duties as hostess. She wanted to learn and grow from Jesus' teachings. And she didn't care about the traditional role. She didn't care how mad it made her sister. She didn't care if she looked like she was throwing away tradition and everything she was supposed to be. If she was looked down upon by her community and her friends and her family, she didn't care. She wanted to be at Jesus' feet. Martha, on the other hand, had a big problem with it. Whether she liked it or not, She took her responsibilities as hostess with the mostess seriously, and she expected Mary to do the same thing. She expected the exact same from Mary. We don't know if Martha liked to cook. Maybe she hated it, and maybe that's why she was so mad. Who knows? That would be my thing. I'd be mad because I hate doing it, and everybody else must suffer with me. But she did it because that's what was expected of her. That's what she did. So much so that she wasn't going to be satisfied until Jesus himself corrected Mary. That's how mad she was. To interrupt Jesus' teachings, to have him correct Mary, she must have been furious. (laughs) We will always want to lead people to the place we are. I'm going to say that again. We will always want to lead people to the place we are to the place we are most comfortable, to the place that makes sense for us. We either want to push each other into the kitchen or 
out of the kitchen without any thought as to where God wants them. We do that all the time for each other. I see it all the time. We're trying to push into a corner or out of, we're trying to push into the kitchen or out of the kitchen. Whatever makes sense for us, we have to push others to conform to. Sometimes, as we see in Martha's case, we're uncomfortable with knowing someone who pushes the norms. So instead of encouraging or praying for or cheering them on as they pursue their purpose, we withdraw from them, refuse to support them. And most often than not, a posse is created to stop them. I know you've seen this happen before. But here is Jesus' response after Martha comes to Jesus with the Mary problem. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. Does that sound familiar to you? Worried and upset about all the details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. I love that Jesus addresses Martha with so much kindness and patience. And Martha was mad, right? Martha came to him upset. You need to correct her. She's not doing her job. You know what her job is. You know what her responsibilities are. You know how our traditions work. You know how our responsibilities are. You're not correcting her, and I need you to do this. But he comes back to her with so much kindness. My dear Martha, so much patience. And I love that he never corrected her for serving in her role as the hostess with the mostess. The only thing he wanted to do was teach her to see that Mary had found her place at the feet of Jesus, even if it wasn't the traditional role that Jesus, Martha, and Mary were accustomed to. He just wanted her to see Mary's doing her part. She's doing exactly what she needs to be doing. I'm not mad at you for doing your part, and I'm not mad at her for doing hers. He did not scold Mary. He didn't look down at Mary and say, Mary, what are you doing here? You know better than this. We're a hungry group here. Get in that kitchen and help your sister. No, he lovingly told them both that I accept you for where you are, for who you are, for what you do, for what you find important, for the purpose I put in your life. Jesus Jesus knew that we are all purpose to be, do, accomplish, and fulfill something different. Jesus knew we are all purposed to be or do or accomplish and fulfill something different. His response was exactly what both women needed. They needed to know that it was what they were purposed to do, and it can never be taken away from him. And all of the it circles right back to Jesus, whether it was serving him as the hostess with the mostest or sitting at his feet and learning from him. It always circles right back to Jesus with purpose. Mary's it was to sit at the feet of Jesus. Martha's it was to serve him, be the best hostess with the mostest ever. (laughs) So what, what's your it? And have you ever judged another person's it? If so, know that your it and their it is exactly what God needs to accomplish his plan. Today, start supporting each other's it without judgment, but with love and support and encouragement. 
knowing that we're all fulfilling our purpose and never feel guilty for where you sit, whether it be at the feet of Jesus or serving from the kitchen, being the hostess with the mostess, hospitality, love, encouragement, whatever it is that you've been purposed to do, never feel guilt or less than for it, but never make anybody else feel guilt or less than for their purpose and what God has asked them to do. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have a study. It's a six-week study. It's called Journey to Purpose, A Journey Worth Taking. If purpose is something you struggle with, you're just not sure what it is, or you haven't quite landed in the place you know kind of, but you're not exactly sure, this study is for you. It's six weeks, three of them, three um, studies during the week, and then one in a small group setting, but you can do it by yourself as well. But this will walk you through the process of watching other people's journeys, answering some very personal questions there to get to the root of what you think God has called you to do. It's an amazing journey. It is worth taking. You can get it on Amazon or NicoleChavez.com. But two weeks from now, we do this every other week, these podcasts. Two weeks, we have an amazing, amazing one coming up, and we do not want you to miss it. Uh, make sure you subscribe to NicoleChavez.com. If you do that, these will be sent directly to you uh, or podcast or um, SoundCloud. So find us on those places, subscribe, and make sure you don't miss a single one because we have an awesome year planned out and we would love for you to be a part of it. So we will see you again in two weeks.